Welcome back, everyone, to Wrestle Zen Podcast. This is the fabulous lady and holding it down. Uh, fortunately, my tag team partner, BGB, is not with us today. Um, he's on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, well, hell, all of Wrestle Zen's been on a hiatus. Um, not my story to tell, so I will give him the opportunity to do that when he comes back. Uh, we are in uh, mania season, or maybe I should say it's a takeover season because that's really the real reason I watch these days. Um, so I had to do this special episode uh, without Brad because I, I got a lot of opinions I need to get off my chest. And don't worry, I'm not going to do this alone because none of you, all 10 of you listeners, want to hear me talk for mm, about an hour straight. So um, I, I'm, I'm giving the hot tag uh, to someone else. You may know him. He's been mentioned here on this show. If you're on the Twittersphere, you may know him. He's got 1,100 followers. He is a jobber. He is a lord this ladies in. I have JB the jobber with me today. Hey, hey, glad to finally be on the show. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Yeah, I got off a main event long enough to record this podcast. Off of main event, yes, yes. Uh, did you job out to EC3? Well, apparently everyone's doing that these days. Mm, that's rough, that's rough. All right, well, I don't want to talk about main roster right now. Um, you know, we're going to probably have another bonus episode where we talk about the shit show that is the WrestleMania card in the Hall of Fame. I want to talk about what's on everyone's minds, the hottest thing in wrestling next to AEW, and that would be NXT TakeOver New York. Yeah, it's uh, five matches on the card, but it's a stacked card from top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, and I want to, I want to talk about the structure of these TakeOvers. They're not big, right? They don't have like 17 matches in them, but they have meaningful, really, really good matches. Every single time. There hasn't been one that's disappointed or you look after the weekend and say, oh, the main roster show was better. It's always NXT steal on the weekend. Yeah, always. Uh, I mean, even the worst match is like not nearly as good as the best match on the main roster card. Um, so they're really showing everyone up. I mean, I also like the idea, and I want to I flirt with this a little bit before we, we get into stuff. So what I want to talk about is NXT really as this third brand and not so much a developmental territory. I mean, we know that's that's what it is in their business model, but as NXT, the show is concerned, right? I think it is better than SmackDown and Raw. And don't get me wrong, I like SmackDown more. I've said it on this show before. But it's not really the, the C show or the developmental show anymore. No, it's definitely the A show. There's no question about that. Um... I think part of it might be, I'm not trying to defend Raw by any means, three hours. Like, if you made NXT three hours, would it still be as good? Yeah, probably not. Um, but I think the storytelling's better. I think the matches are more fast-paced. Um, even their promos make more sense. Uh, I don't know. I just, I like the whole format better. And I think part of it is timing. I think that that's legit. Um, you know, I... I I always toot the blame uh, Vince Horn, but I think that that can't be denied here because there's clearly a difference in how these shows are run in the product that's being presented to us. And we've heard rumors that Vince doesn't even watch NXT, so he doesn't even have a clue what's going on. I don't believe that to the full extent, but I do think Triple H has a better mind for what the people want to see, and how to follow through on storylines. Yeah, and which also brings me to the next thing, right? So I'm going to talk about main roster a little bit, is that we've already seen some premature call-ups, right? We've seen Aleister Black, Ricochet, um, Ciampa and Gargano. 
now on main roster, but pulling double duty still on NXT. And, I, you know, we're not in the kayfabe era anymore. So, I mean, we understand that they're kind of going across brands and that they're pre-taped over and at full sale. But it it's there's going to be some continuity issues, especially with Ciampa's injury. And now what does that do? Because, I mean, let's face it, the main roster has pretty much botched every call-up. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know the two that we didn't mention... Lars, he's taking care of personal issues, so we yep. don't even want to touch on that one. But Lacey Evans, she's talented, but not as a runway model. And that's all she's doing. I mean, I, I, I just can't get behind that. I don't even understand the, the, the point of it. And I've heard some theories like, hey, every time she walks out, she's getting closer to the ring. So I thought, okay, that would be cool. And then we finally see her have a match. And then one day she, like, stopped mid-ramp, like, as she basically almost made it to the ring the week before so it, it doesn't even make sense i mean we can look at history ember moon um hell i mean finn was probably the closest he actually got the the universal title he had to relinquish it unfortunately due to injury i mean no way jose never was really a superstar but i mean he's also on main event ec3 who was called up recently you know, and, I, and now he's a mute. I'm not really understanding that and part of his character. I, I thought they were going to make him like a Chippendale based on the video packaging with him taking his clothes off, which, I mean, it, I'm not going to lie, it excited me. But it, in terms of the wrestling, like, what the fuck is he going to do? I don't want to take anything away from his in-ring ability because he is talented, but his mic skills are the majority of what makes him him, and you took that away from him. Yeah, no kidding. And so that's what has me really scared for Alistair and Ricochet. I mean, although Vince pretty much proclaimed them as stars and nobody on his current roster on Raw or SmackDown, which is a slap in the face because you do have some other talented folks like your, your Seth Rollins who's been holding it down uh, while Roman was away. Glad to hear that he is back uh, after his battle with leukemia. Uh, but we have AJ Styles, who I think is talented as hell. I mean, Daniel Bryan. And yes, I'm going to say blame creative. I know the wrestlers have something in here, but it's it, it's not all them. You can only do so much because it's very clear that Vince is the boss and is running these shows. It feels like they can't focus on more than one storyline at a time. Like they've got one great storyline and they throw everything into that basket while everything else just suffers. Yeah, I, I just don't want to see that happen to these guys. And, and, and the rumored call-ups with you know Shayna Baszler... Uh, Velveteen, uh, potentially, although I still think that there might be some story on the table for him left in NXT with the NXT Championship. He's uh, he's one of those that's above titles. Like He doesn't have to be in the title picture to be relevant, so they could keep him in NXT if they wanted to and still have direction for him. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the modern-day Macho Man. Absolutely. I mean, that was, that was evident in uh, this past week's show. Uh, I love that they pushed him out on the couch. It was that was just such a nice touch. Um, but yeah, he's Macho Man as as Prince. Um, I enjoy his character. I mean, since we're talking about him, let's talk about his match on uh, on Takeover New York. We're not going to go in any particular order in this card. I'm just going to talk about these matches as they come up. So, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle for the North American Championship. I... Go. <laughs> I think it has a chance to give the Cole Gargano match a run for its money for match of the night. I agree with that um, wholeheartedly. Um, I, I used to be annoyed by Matt Riddle. I, I thought his character was like the guy that could give me gonorrhea in college. 
but he's really uh, proven himself here. I mean, I think his character works good. His he doesn't do a lot of mic work, but the mic work he does do is really good and fits his character. And he's athletic as hell. I mean, he has a legit background in, in UFC. Um, he, he did work on the indies. I never thought I wanted to see this match, but I'm very excited for it. Hashtag Stallion. Stop looking for my dick, bro. I mean, I'm going to keep looking. And for the record, you know, I'm a journalist. And uh, I did the work, so you don't have to. That is not Matt Riddle's dick. Just, just so you know, um, whoever it is, uh, God bless you, sir. My DMs are open. Call back to an old show. But yes, back to the match. <laughs> <laughs> the match does have potential. Um, Velveteen, anytime, I mean, he's great on the mic, but anytime you throw him in the ring, you know you're in for a treat. So I'm curious to see if he keeps the title or if he has another takeover loss. Okay, who do you think's winning this match? I think Riddle goes over. I'm thinking so too. And I don't know if it's a call up or it's going to be now he's going to be thrown in. Um, the uh, t- uh, NXT title uh, scene, so well, I guess we'll we'll wait to see on that one. Um, other NXT titles I want to talk about is NXT UK. So they now have their own brand, their own show, but the UK title, the men's UK title, I should say, is going to be defended at Takeover New York. Uh, it, the match is set with Pete Dune and Walter, and this has been something that's been brewing in the works that I think has been a little anticlimactic, in my opinion, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts, the jobbered one. So, I love me some Bruiserweight. Um, we all do. I, I wasn't really familiar with Walter. I've tried to watch some of his older stuff, and I, you don't bring in that level of a talent to have them lose in a title match right away. So, unfortunately, I think the historic title run of one Peter Dune is going to come to an end. I agree. I mean, it's unfortunate. I think he's legit, but I, I don't think this is a ceiling, okay? I think he's got a place beyond this title, uh, whether that's also a contender for the um, NXT title, men's title, especially if Adam Cole wins. And we'll talk about that match a little bit more because we know from last year's Dusty Classic, Cost Dune and Strong, where the big turn happened and brought Strong into the Undisputed Era, I think there's story on the table for that. I could see a potential call-up to main roster. I absolutely do not want this because, as I mentioned, they've botched everything, and he's been so strong as a champ. I mean, they even made him look strong in the Royal Rumble, which he made an appearance at this year, but... Just because they did it right for one night doesn't mean they could do it in perpetuity on the main roster. And they've proven that, unfortunately. I'm curious to see how many Walter chops that Pete takes because his chest is going to be hamburger at the end of this match. Yeah, I mean, more so than Daniel Bryan's at the greatest royal shit show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And I think that's all it is. Like, Walter's a big, intimidating guy that does chops. I, I see him as a one-trick pony. That's just my my feeling on him. I think having him speak on the most recent episode, I don't want to say it hurt him, but it kind of killed some of that mystique. Like, you should have just kept him quiet and let him do his thing. Or maybe let him talk at TakeOver. Save it and make it special. That's unusual. I'm usually not this highly critical of, of NXT. Well, and that's the thing with the whole UK brand. They've got a lot of talent, but for the year-ish that they've been around, 
nothing's gone anywhere with their storylines. They're they're kind of spinning their wheels. It feels like like no one has direction. Yeah, I mean it's awesome matches, but really no storylines. So it's all more so in the spirit of competition almost. It's like uh, much like Two Hundred Five Live. I was gonna say it's just like watching Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the NXT men's uh, match, especially since we've kind of been talking around it for the past couple minutes. So we got Adam Cole versus Johnny Wrestling, a.k.a. Johnny Kick'em in the Ding Ding. Thank you, Edge and Christian, for that gem. Uh, For the vacated NXT Men's Championship, I am very, very excited for this match. This is going to be an amazing match, and the fact that it's a two out of three falls just adds to it. Yeah. Uh, This is something typically seen in in Lucha Libre, uh, so it's somewhat unusual that we're having a two out of three falls here. I think these guys definitely have the go to, to do this type of match. And, and let me backtrack for my non-wrestling listeners, all like two of you, the two of the ten of you. Uh, two out of three falls is they have to win two out of three pinfalls attempt. So instead of just the one pin that we normally see, we got to do this a couple times. Majority wins. I win. I don't know why I felt like a little kid just then. So this is great because these guys can go. Uh, they've proven it. Um, Johnny and his whole great trilogy with Ciampa um, can, can go. Uh, we have Adam Cole who at the last TakeOver, uh, Mania around Mania time, was in two matches, the Dusty Rose Classic, as well as the North American Championship match, uh, which was a ladder match. So I think... This is going to be really good. I would have said it was a match of the night contender. Still very much is. But now with Riddle and Dream, I don't know. No, I still think that they steal this. Well, it's not a... They're not going to steal a show. They don't have to. But they're going to be the the match that everyone remembers from this card. Um, Are they the main event? Because sometimes the belt is not always the main event. I haven't seen how it's laid out. Okay. So I'm not sure. I don't see why it wouldn't be, though. No, no, I, I agree, but sometimes they just they don't do that shit. Well, it's not like you have a, a War Games match or anything to headline the show, so I don't see why this wouldn't be the headliner. No, no, I agree. I, I think it's going to, like you said, be one to remember. Um, the story here is, has been phenomenal. Uh, if you watch this week's NXT, do yourself a favor and listen to that promo battle. Uh, I would have liked to seen Adam Cole speak up a little bit more, but everything he was kind of saying on camera but not on the mic was great um especially because we kind of go through the whole johnny failure he's an underdog and that's the one bone to pick i kind of have with nxt right now but besides nxt uk is we have made him the big show of nxt and please don't give me hear me out on this one this guy has had more fucking face and heel turns in a very short amount of time i might add that i'm a little confused He's Johnny Failure, he's Johnny Wrestling, he's Johnny Badass, Johnny Takeover, Johnny Kick him in the Ding Ding. I mean, he's like, instead of the man of a thousand holes, he's a man of a thousand goddamn names. Yeah, and we never got a payoff with him being a heel and being the one that attacked Alistair, because they never really... Yes, they had their match, but then it just ended, and now he's a face again. I mean, hey, we could be we could attack people to get our way. I mean, because he's an underdog, like that that made it all right. Kind of like when Roman committed vehicular homicide that one time with the ambulance match, and that left people confused, and we were highly critical of that myself included. And I love me some Roman, uh, but this is what I'm not understanding. And I and they're not even addressing the fact that he 
was the one that attacked Champa this time around as a heel DYI. So he attacked Champa to become face. Was he writing some wrong? Because there was a lot of ambiguity there. And you've made him this whole. I have to have a title to submit myself and give my character reason to be here. So if he wins at TakeOver, then what? Are you rebranding him again and giving him a completely different direction? And let's not forget he's been called up. So it, does that mean he's automatically losing? Is there going to be a swerve? Is he going to lose it at the next NXT uh, taping in full sale? I, I mean, I don't know. I would kind of pop for him to win as much as I love Adam Cole just because it would be something different. Okay, we know he's on this other brand. Now he's going to be the champion on this other brand. That would be cool. But Cole winning would be the start of 2019 being undisputed. Well, and that they're going to be draped in gold. That would be that'd be fire, too. I'm honestly okay with really any outcome to this match, um, except for something like really wonky like Lacey Evans coming out. But uh, I think it's, again, like you said, not necessarily going to steal the show. It's going to be the show. And for that, I'm excited. Let's talk about the women's title. Do we have to? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, you know, I've I've apologized to Shayna Baszler on this show many a times. Uh, I know that she has a, a somewhat limited move set, but I'm actually gonna blame creative and her being tied to the MMA four horsewomen, her association with Ronda, and I think the fact that she can't really outshine her because I've seen her at house shows and she's capable of more than what they're displaying on TV. I also think it's part of the character they're trying to build that she's just such a badass. She comes in, she destroys the division, and she just chokes people the fuck out. Um, that's cool, but with the rumors of Ronda leaving the Raw after Mania, and I don't know if that's true or not, we'll get into it more on the second episode. Uh, what's the point of the four horsewomen call-up? Or the three of the four, because it's just not really balanced. And you have Ronda as this huge face, Shayna as a heel, but they're all friends in this faction. The other two are very much in developmental. Like, it's kind of a shit show. It is, and I think they're starting to, well, I think they've already done it, shied away from, yeah, this four horsewomen versus four horsewomen isn't going to happen. And now they're trying to give everyone else their own direction. Like kind of like the rumor of Marina Shafir joining Undisputed, if and when Shayna gets a call up. Yeah, and I and I get it because they want to acknowledge that relationship between her and Roddy. But what I kind of like, and if we want to talk about Women's Revolution, that she's she doesn't have to be tied to him, and she's kind of doing her own thing. Yes, as Shayna's minion, but she is in this other I don't want to say universe, but this other plane and not tied to Roddy. Could that be cool if it's written correctly? Of course, but I kind of just want to see her pave her own path. Um, she doesn't need to fucking talk because she sounds like Peppermint Patty when she does, but I still want to see that. I want to see her do her own thing. Um, who has actually impressed me out of that group is uh, Jessamine Duke. I mean, all gangly as she is. I mean, her striking, I, I see her working hard. She's not great by any means i think she's very much a work in progress but i've seen what she she's done so far and i like it i guess that's all i'm trying to say here um so i i, I love me some shana i'll be the first to say that um i actually gave you shit when you said you didn't like her way back when i don't need it. your judgment right now i don't need your judgment I'm, I'm here to call you out sir i am your conrad however 
uh, her opponents in this match, uh, one being Io Shirai. Yes. The most amazing moonsault in all of WWE. Yeah, she's like a Japanese Rey Mysterio. She really is. Um, I would love to see the title go on her if Shayna is to drop it. And then we have the other two. Bianca Belair and Kyrie Sane. Um, you know, Kyrie's a former NXT Women's Champion. Uh, I've been critical of her on this show. I very much see her as a one-trick pony. So uh, she'll throw five million elbow drops, and that's it. And, and what's the point of that being your finisher when you got to do it a thousand times? It's supposed to be like devastation. I mean, I'm all for a good false finish in a, in a really grueling match, but I mean, she does this shit at house shows and, and like on TV when a title's not on the line or an opportunity's even on the line. Um, and I'm not saying that I oppose little people wrestling, and I didn't mean to talk... That made it sound like I'm talking about midget wrestling. We're not going back to 90s and late 80s WWE with actual little people wrestling. No, but I mean, she she's smaller in stature, right? And that shouldn't hold you back, because you got people like Rey Mysterio. You even have Finn, who's considered smaller, and, and they're doing it. She's just not believable against somebody like a Shayna, or even a Bianca Belair, who's like, you know, Bianca 100% muscle. She's <laughs> athletic as hell. I just... I think I think the, her tits have muscles. I mean... The gimmick just hasn't ever gotten over with me. Yeah, I like... So, she annoyed me at first, and then I thought, wow, she's really unique. Nobody has this kind of look, this attitude. I love the whole EST. She's the best, the fastest. Um, right now, it's like annoyingest. Um, you can't keep saying you're undefeated. Undefeated when you've lost like twice now. And that's what annoys me about her character. I didn't mean to cut you off there. And again, is it a creative thing? Is it her not just getting the gimmick over? I don't know. I, I haven't seen enough of her to do that. And, and in this whole storyline, because they were teaming up at one point, but then they screwed her out of an opportunity, it's a little confusing. I like the fact that Io and Kyrie are going to be facing each other in mm -hmm. this match because they were the what did Morrow call them? The Sky, Sky Pirates. Pirates. Yeah, we can do away with that, please. I don't want to see that um, shit next year at WrestleMania that is going to be in our backyard in Tampa. I don't want the cannons fired over that. No, and EO is way too talented to be saddled down in a tag team. Nothing against tag wrestling. It is amazing when done right. However, don't hold her down just to make something with Kyrie. Yeah, I, I don't like it. Um, I don't like it at all. I, I see Bianca as a future contender in the title scene, but I think they kind of need to get her character down. Um, and I, I, I want to see Io succeed, but I don't want her also saddled with Kyrie because clearly Io's the stronger performer there. And I think is definitely more of a champion than, than Kyrie, even though she's held the belt before. And I don't want to see that belt in the fucking treasure chest either. That annoyed me. No, no, please. Yeah, that's just cheesy as fuck. I mean, I know it's wrestling, but still. But still, we're not in the 80s anymore. So, I, I don't know. This this is potentially going to be, and I hate saying it this way, the worst match on the card? Uh, I, that's by comparison to the rest of the card. Yeah, I mean, the ladies have had their moments where they steal takeovers. But this match, I think it's going to be good. I, right now, don't know if I can pick a winner. Like, yeah. I can see Shayna retaining, but if she does end up getting called up and she drops it, I don't know who they give it to. Do you think she vacates it because she wins at takeover to make her look strong or maybe because of interference by the other horsewomen? 
And then, hey, I'm done. I'm bored with this shit. I'm going to go be a badass and destroy people on main roster. Because my girl Ronda is actually going to stay. And we see a Ronda heel turn. A, let's not hope for that. Because I don't want Ronda to stick around anymore. But we'll touch on that. No, I don't, I don't want that shit either. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No. However, I could see Shayna on the main roster has a lot of potential. She could do some amazing things if it's handled right. Big if. This, we've talked about it with each match so far. The most recent call-ups don't give you a lot of confidence in saying, hey, congratulations, you're going to... I don't even want to call it main roster because they're all three... Basically. Yeah, I think they're, they're three... I don't want to say equal brands, but I don't see them as a subpar brand or the developmental brand by any means. Yeah, I don't want to see that. So who do you see winning this match? Ooh, I, what I want to see is EO win, but I just don't think that's likely. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I know that's not an acceptable answer, but I think it should be. Um, I don't know. If so, and, and I'm very small and I'm tired. Okay. Okay, John Mulaney. Yes. Uh, what I think is Shane is likely to retain. Uh, whether she stays in NXT a little longer, there's a call up where she vacates the belt. Uh, or she loses it next full sale, and we kind of have her called up around SummerSlam time, something like that. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised to see Kyrie win the title back. I don't want to see that. I know. Don't make that face. But I, I don't know. She. It's just really been her and Shayna, and this is kind of like my bone to pick with WWE in general, is it's never really good when one person's tying up your entire division. Uh, whether it's a Ronda, whether it's a Shane and Kyrie, it's two people in this case. Um, and there's a lot of talented women coming up in NXT. At one point, that division was very shallow, and you needed those two to carry it. But we have, uh, was it Lacey Lane? Mm-hmm. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. Hometown Girl Winter Park. Yeah. Um, she, she had a match, a very shitty match with uh, Vanessa Bourne and her camel toe and Aaliyah. And I forgot who the hell. Oh, Casey Cantzaro. Um who I, I know a lot of people like I don't, but her athleticism is something to see, and it will make that division interesting. Uh, I think Vanessa Bourne could be interesting as a heel. I think Aaliyah needs to be cut at this point. Uh, there was a lot of women in the Mae Young Classic. I mean, we have Io, who I think will still be in this division for quite some time. Um, I don't I don't think Kyrie's going anywhere, and again, she's probably the weakest now with the uh, next uh, generation kind of coming up here. You have Rhea Ripley that goes between both brands. She's been NXT, NXT excuse me, UK champ, uh, squashing people like a bug. I'd like to see Reina Gonzalez take a bigger role in the women's division. I think she's been, you know, doing the developmental thing and really has progressed. Uh, I think her character works fantastic. I haven't really seen her wrestle in a while, so uh, there was definitely room for improvement there. Uh, there's probably a ton of women I'm not thinking of, but I think that division is much, much stronger than it was a year ago. And it doesn't necessarily need Shayna in a bad way. But it's been so tied to her, that's not a good thing. Just like it's been tied up with Ronda and Becky and even Charlotte for some time. And that's where it's lacking because there's a lot of talented women up on that main roster. And that's never good. When yeah. that goes back to creative. And it doesn't happen often, but it's a bone to pick with NXT creative. Like, you're not giving those other women any kind of storyline other than random tag matches. Yeah. I think it's just because the product is so overall stronger than what we're seeing on the other two brands that we almost, I don't want to, like, turn a blind eye to it. 
and, and that the women's matches we do see are so good that we almost don't care that it's tied up with these two people. But it can become a very long-term problem if they don't get their arms around it and let these other women have a chance. And maybe we need to introduce tag belts or bring those UK tag belts or just make them, I don't know, make well, them NXT. Apparently, Boston Hug, we're going to defend it on all brands, even NXT. They showed up at a house show. I know it's Mania season, so you got to focus on that storyline. But are they really going to come over to Full Sail to record some tapings of a tag tournament? I mean, I would love to see that. I, I would like to see this more as, hey... You're in a different division. You're in different teams. Let's have you know an interdivision matches, right? I would love to see people from NXT go up to roster and people from main roster go to NXT. So it kind of goes back to what I'm saying that they're this legitimate third brand, and and they can still do their developmental thing at the house shows. But as far as TV is concerned, you have people kind of moving between these spaces. That's just my thoughts on it. Um, I I think. Shayna is probably going to retain. She looked pretty strong uh, going out with her little bit with commentary. That that was pretty badass. I, I like that. I pop for it. Yeah, I think if she if she doesn't retain, it'll be probably like you said. Unfortunately, Kyrie that it's put on. Yeah, most likely. So talking about uh, weak spots and divisions, that kind of brings us to the next match, which is the uh, finale to the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Well, I'm sorry, the finale was actually on TV, but the outcome is we had uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black win that tournament, and they are now facing the War War Raiders Raiders. of the Lost Ark. Correct, the War Raiders. Actually, no, they do still win the cup if they win at. Uh, yeah, they, take over. yeah, they were given the trophy, so that's over. They just, yeah. their prize is hey, now you get to face. Yeah. War Raiders. Yeah, uh, I think War Raiders are retaining. They're still fairly new. Well, it doesn't help. This is, goes to continuity issues. We've seen Ricochet and Alistair on main roster now, so are they going to win these belts and then drop them? Probably yeah. not. It's probably going to be War Raiders. Um, I'm honestly more excited to see what kind of Viking entrance they give us this time. Yeah, that was badass. Than the last match itself. Like it's going to be a good match, but I'm I'm here for that entrance again. Yeah, no, I am too, and I think it's going to be an amazing match. That entrance is going to be spectacular. But the big problem with the whole Ricochet Alistair Black is not only, like you said, are they already on main roster, Vince has kind of made this statement publicly, you guys are the new stars, everyone else is a piece of shit, so why would he keep them down at NXT that he doesn't even watch or give a shit about, and he should, but he doesn't because he's worried about the XFL cashing out stock, WWE stock for that failed fucking business venture, and uh, obviously we don't learn from the mistakes of the past, so this is going to be the second time it's failed. Um, but yeah, they're they're going to stay on main roster. It doesn't make sense for them to win. I think they're going to put on a hell of a match. Uh, are we going to see something wonky with a finish? Are we going to see a new tag team introduced by the end of this? I don't know. I don't either. Um, honestly, would kind of rather see the NXT UK tag titles on this card than the match that we are getting. Yeah, I mean, and, and the NXT tag division is lacking as well. Um, I know they have the partnership with Evolve, so they've kind of had the, um, what do you call them? Dun, 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 Street Profits. Oh, Street Profits. Yeah, they're, <laughs> uh, they've been tied up there, but their gimmick kind of got a little stale too. Uh, I think we're at a point where I think we need to see Montez 
turn on Angela Dawkins or vice versa. I think that would be really interesting. Um, but overall, that tag division shallow. The Forgotten Sons were like a main players in this Dusty Rhodes Classic tournament. Yeah, that that's where the UK brand again has a leg up. Is their tag division because you've got Mustache Mountain over there, mm-hmm. you've got um, Lorkin, Oni Lorkin, and Danny Birch, um, the champs. Um, Liverpool's number one, and I don't, I don't watch NXT UK as much, so I can't help you out here. Tag team partner Zach Gibson and James Drake. There yes. we go. They yeah, have, they have a lot of decent tag teams in that brand, and this is where we don't see. NXT proper, NXT US, okay. whatever you want to call it. NXT OG. There we go, OG NXT. That's a t-shirt waiting to happen. <laughs> uh, or it could be NXT Go. <laughs> Og. <laughs> but they they need to do something to focus on their tag division. They do because they often have to bring Mustache Mountain back, and I and they were in the first mm-hmm. round, yeah, of the Dusty Classic this year. As were. Um, and they were a focal point of the tag team division in. NXT before we had this UK uh, division, so they really need to um, strengthen their bench there as well. Uh, they've done it on the women's side; they just now need to bring that into TV storyline. Uh, but the the tag scene is sadly lacking, and it's lacking even more on main roster. And if that's your farming system for that show, then you need to start building up this tag division. So I don't think War Raiders are going to be enough to hold it down. And again, as as talented as they are, it's never good to have, like I said, your whole brand or division built around one or two people. You you have to have more. No, I totally agree. But, uh, again, for reasons that we've said, they are going to retain probably more than likely at TakeOver. From there, hopefully we'll see some kind of a new rivalry. I don't, as much as I like Undisputed Era... I'm kind of tired of them against War Raiders. So yeah, because it's been another, played out. I want another feud for them to have to build to. Um, they run. It won't be SummerSlam. Don't they run a takeover Money in the Bank weekend? Yes, they do. Okay, so between the Mania and Money in the Bank weekend, give us a new tag rivalry to focus on. Yeah, and, and I think that's, again, that could make that more interesting, and you could still keep Undisputed Era in that tag title scene. If you really want them all draped in gold, you could have, you know, one as the NXT men's champ, one as the North American champ, and then, which would be dope, but I doubt it would happen, and then the others as tag champs, since there's four of them. But they're going to need new feuds to keep that fresh. I mean, otherwise, I think you got to break them apart. Yeah, it's like the whole Usos New Day. Great matches every single time. But, can we see somebody else? Yeah, it, it, it gets old. It, it really does. So, they need to strengthen their tag teams. Alright, I mean, I'm in the people business. If you would like me to scout out new talent for you, um, this is my pitch to you, WWE. I'm available. I'm taking meetings, as they say. I'm taking meetings. Because believe it or not, folks, this is not my only job. Do this podcast. If not, I'd probably be under the bridge because we haven't recorded in a really long time. A really long time, but we are going to be fixing that. We're going to be putting out some more content. Um, I'm I'm excited for what 2019 has in store for Lydia and BGB. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll let JB the Jobber kind of stay on the show for a little bit. Well, just a little bit. Just a little bit. So I'll. Uh, this is my tryout period, as you would say. Yeah, yeah. There's no guarantees. Um, you know, much like we did um, to a couple other guest hosts. You do what the fuck we tell you to. 
And that's it. There's no guarantee contracts here. This isn't WCW. Oh, man. I can't get that. Um, Sting money? No. money? No. 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 Well, I need to call Bischoff. Have a word with him. Yeah, no. Bischoff doesn't run this show, okay? Uh, but uh, I would like to take a meeting with Bischoff. He's got a good mind for the business. I mean, even if he sucks himself off all the time. I mean, I'll, I'll take a meeting with you. I probably won't now. I just ruined it with what I said. But that's okay. That is okay. Um, so that's our NXT preview recap, if you will, leading into TakeOver New York. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'll be watching. It's going to be a Friday, which is different. It's normally on Saturday, and that is you know, basically to compete against Ring of Honor New Japan. So we'll see the Hall of Fame on Saturday. We won't be seeing that. Instead, we're going to be at Mineola, Florida, watching WXW Wrestling, watching Friday of the Show, uh, Mr. Garrison Espears, a chocolate stud, defend his TV title uh, against Ariel Dominguez. So that's going to be a hell of a match. So those of you listeners in Florida, please support your local indie scene. Check it out if you want to hang out with the fabulous lady in. And uh, JB the Jobber will be there as well. You can meet him. He's got he's got merch and autographs and shit that he'll he'll be doing. So he can get his Twitter base even larger. I don't know. We need to have a name for your fans. I kind of want to steal the Al Snow Blue Meanie gimmick and do the call him the Job Squad. The Job Squad? Yeah. Yeah. Do the fucking job. Well, thank you. You did a great job putting me over today. Well, you know, it's, it's my job as a jobber. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely lays down for me. Take that as you will, ladies and gentlemen. Take that as you will. All right, thanks again for joining us in this extra special uh, episode of Wrestles In. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to have some more content out talking about the shit show that is WrestleMania. Uh, all 27 hours of it. All 27 hours, okay? Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back very shortly. Um, see you soon, folks. Bye.